Guts Over Fear podcast. I worked as an authorized officer on the Lewis for Trans-Dev Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Me and you started in 2018 in STT. STT has now uh, gone into liquidation. So STT was a security company that had a contract with Transdev to do security on the Lewis from, I think, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Up until 2019, I think, uh, Transdev took it in private, in-house. That company was run by Harry Seymour. His operations manager was Paddy White, all right? And they're the two main people in this story at the beginning. Now, the story itself is, is a long one. It's going to take more than one episode. I've been gagged, basically, by the court, the WRC. And basically, I was gagged before that by default because I had a case coming up in WRC. So you're not meant to talk about it when it's coming up. But then we had it. And the adjudicator told me I'm not allowed to talk about it publicly until he makes his decision or he dismissed the case. So now his decision is made. There's no more keep me mouth shut. Okay, so, so that's it. The, the gloves are off. Everything is, yeah, everything's about to come out. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of illegal stuff, a lot of really bad stuff as well. Um, where did it all start? How did it come to that? Right, so look, I was saying, starting in 2018, me and you, we were security yeah. officers. In 2019, they started an authorised officer programme. So the authorised officer programme was basically like, you're given the powers of arrest, you're given the powers of the state mm. to enforce Section 129 of the Railway Safety Act 2005. And you do a, you do a programme for that, and if you pass it, you're an authorised officer. So at this stage, April 2021, I was an authorised officer, and we were called to do a refresher training course, right? Now there was two authorized officers at it and five security officers. And it was literally, in my opinion, this refresher training was just to give Paddy White, yeah, give him something to do. That's all it was because I was there as an authorized officer. So was one of my colleagues, yeah? We're, we're a different uh, level to security, but yet we're sitting there with security getting refreshers. It was all bullshit anyway. Yeah, I would say uh, I give um, Paddy White <laughs> something to do. Yeah, so seven of us went in anyway, seven trans-dev employees. Again, I'll say five security and two uh, authorised officers. I was one of the authorised officers. Uh, I sat at the front. Somebody in the room said to him, come here, Paddy, is it true uh, trans-dev are hiring sword security to work on the line? And he goes, hold on till I tell you. So I'm going I'm to tell you this now, so to stop the rumours or whatever, right? And he looks at the door, makes sure it's shut, nobody's walking past, right? And he goes, I'm going to be taking on sword security to work with you guys on the line. But I'll tell you one thing I won't be doing. I won't be hurting blacks or Indians. Well, I'm actually like in a bit of a shock there. I am, um, to be honest with you, I don't know what I would have done there. I, I would have been shocked. I would have been absolutely gobsmacked. I probably, probably would have froze. Yeah. I'm like, did he actually just say that? Yeah, I, I sat up and said, hold on. What did you say? And he goes, I said, I won't be hurting blacks or Indians. But let me tell you why. And I says, no, hold on a minute. That's illegal, look. And he goes, yeah, I know. And I says, and it's wrong, look. And he goes, I oh, know, yeah. And I says, so stop it. And he goes, no, but let, let me explain why. And I says, right, you telling me, my girlfriend's black. If she came here for a job, you wouldn't give her a job. And he says, no, I wouldn't, but let me explain why. This isn't just a man's opinion, by the way. This is a practice he has in practice. It's hatred. Know? Yeah, it's it's literally what everyone in this country like seems to like to say we don't have in this country. is systematic racism. And I used to say it too, till this day. This man doesn't get away with this on his own. But we'll go into that in a minute, right? So he said, let me explain why. And I says, right, go ahead. And he goes, well, Indian people in security are lazy and idle and they don't get involved in incidents. And that leaves you guys in, in trouble, right? Hands up here, he said, right? Hands up here who has ever worked with an Indian in security before. 
and I look around, four hands went up. And then he goes, right, after working with them now, hands up who would never want to work with them again. And the exact same four hands went up. And I went, it doesn't even matter what they think. I says, what you were doing is wrong. I said, you also said black people. What did you mean by that? And he goes, well, you have all worked with the RPOs and that. And you all know what happens there when anyone says something to them or gives them a bit of abuse or, or whatever. They go back to the depot and have a cup of tea for like two hours, right? And, and they'll be racially abused and attacked. And that just puts the target on you guys. And I don't want that for you guys. And I, and I don't think all of us white people. So what he said, so you're, you're, they're making the decision to come here and, and take that risk. And you're deciding, forget it, it's going in the bin. Like. So you're the reason in all the time SDT has been on the loose, there's no uh, black or Indian security, only white. So uh, I just look after that. I went, right, fine. And I sat back and we went ahead with the lesson. The lesson went on for another couple of hours, right? And then I went back to my shift on the line. I was in Sandyford, but this was happening in the Red Cow. So I went back to Sandyford and went back to work for the rest of the evening after that. So when you went, right, obviously that room went very awkward very quickly. Um, yeah. And then, like, it is a, a, a fact, you know, when we walked there, I heard now it's different, but when we walked there, I'd never walked with uh, blacks or Indians, anything like no, that. Was, everybody was yeah. always white, you know, and uh, like, to me, I've walked, if I stood up, if I was there, and he asked me, did I ever walk with Indians? Yeah. And blacks. Mm. Yeah, I have. Loads. You know, insecurity, you have done. Right? Would I work with blacks and Indians again? Of course. Um, but who's to him to say, by looking at his CV and his nationality, that he's not able for the job? Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? So I'm sitting there and... I'm in a company like Transdev who, who boasts and spends fucking a lot of money on saying we include everyone, we're diverse, we hire fucking, and they do in every other department. But security, right, had gone unnoticed. And this is for not just that day, for 10 years before that, right? Because in retrospect, when I started asking people on the line that worked there for 10 years or more, security and RPOs, they said there's never never been anyone black or Indian in the security department since STT came along, yeah. right? And and one of the RPOs said to me, it's a going thing with the drivers, they're always saying it. Why is there never anyone black, Indian, anything, Chinese, anything in the security departments? Always white. So what happened there, right, was Paddy White said this thing, and I'm not going to be hiring blacks or Indians, but what he didn't realise was he was revealing the last 10 years of his practice. Yeah. And and his boss was Hardy Seymour. At, for all them 10 years, his boss was Hardy Seymour. And somehow, what went unnoticed that there was never any black or Indian security, right? Or Chinese or anything. All white, well, right? All the time. Yeah. And I don't think he realized when he was saying that out loud. And God only knows why he fucking said that out loud. But, and, and another thing, right? He said it. And if we had left that realm and thought, right... That man has an opinion about black people and Indians. If he had a, uh, given an opinion about them, that's a different story. He didn't do that. He, he revealed his practice. And his practice was not hiring people that weren't white. Simple as that. And it doesn't matter his reasons or his rationale for doing it. The fact is, this man made the decision every single time. And for 10 years, he got away with it. That blacks and Indians are not getting hired by my security company. His boss, Harry Seymour, somehow didn't notice that, allowed it, or purposely got in on it with him, right? I said to all of them, I don't think... Um, yeah, like, because he had, look, who who was the... Uh, you had Kevin, you had Alan Fenlon. They're, they're um, recruiters. They were Alan recruiters. Fenlon. Yeah. 
So how about they answer the question? Why why did you never hire black or Indian people? Or did you hand it up to Paddy and he put it in the bin? Because don't tell me they never came looking for jobs. Yeah, you know that's... Because I mean? we already know for the fact that they do. Because one of them that did, that never got in, works there now. Since they opened the door. So the, that's the problem with it, you know. Um, if you're a manager, like, you know, you have to ask the question, how come there's only white people working here? You know, yeah. why, obviously, like Harry knew what was going on. I reckon he was maybe not in on it, but didn't give a fuck either. Well, my opinion is, and this is an opinion, yeah. I'm not stating this as a fact, but that Harry Seymour knew what the practice was. How could you not? One day he would have went, right, two years, no black people, no Indians. Four years, only white people. Six years, only white people. Are they not applying or what? Let, let, let make this crystal clear also. You know, it's not like it, a vacancy came available once every six months. A vacancy came available, a position in the company came available nearly every week. Yeah, there was such a high turnover of staff. You have to ask but, the questions then. You know, after 10 years, you're trying to tell me that nobody of a different shade of colour applied for a job in STT. Forget Transdev, you know, with STT has been 10 years, you know. Yeah, but that's what, that's what I mean. We know for the fact yeah. people did. And we know one person for the fact did and didn't get in every time. Three times he applied and didn't get a job. But after I reported Paddy White, he got a job three months later. Because, hey, fuck, we need to open the gates here. Three months, mind, you yeah. know? But anyway, to go back to it, right? And like I said, he, he, he didn't just express his opinion about race. He, he had a practice going on that I was just made aware of. And as you know, I followed a book in that company every time. And the book in that company says, if you witness racism of any kind, especially something like that, it's your duty as an employee of that company to report it, right? Regardless of that, I, I knew overnight, in the, the next day I came to work, I knew I had to report that. And the reason is... When I left there, I went back to my shift, right? And the guy was on the shift, he's there years, and I said it to him. And he told me, no, no, no one black or Indian, I'm here fucking 12, 13 years, no one black or Indian has ever, ever worked with me on the Lewis as security. It's just never happened, always white, always white. And that made me even more realize he's revealing a practice they've had gone for, for a, a decade. And for the decade, how many black and Indian, Chinese and, and, and whatever, like people have they torn down? They, they, they went and bought clothes and got ready for the job, got probably a lift at the interview or the bus or whatever, put, put a lot of effort into it just to get there, someone to see the color of their skin and go, it was dawning on me more and more and more, like the severity of it, like the deepness of it. And how many people was affected by it that I've never met, you know, but still, I looked at my girlfriend and I remember her going for interviews for jobs recent to this yeah and thinking she got the job every time saying it went really well you know and she looked like i say she got fucking clothes mm. for it she researched the company she she had to make arrangements just to get there and each time she didn't get the job and i started wondering is it because of people like paddy white and a practice like he had are they running the same practice and smiling and all but going on oh, fuck you you know i didn't notice by your cv that you were that color so that, that just made me go, right, I knew I had to report it. Like, the severity of it dawned on me more and more in 24 hours. Do you get me? Right. And so when I was writing the the thing, I knew how I knew how serious it was. If I'd just done it straight away, it would have been willy-nilly and I would have been just spiteful or something, you know? It was like a big thing to report your operations manager. So 
the next day I reported it, right? Mm. And who did you I, report it to? I, I actually Googled what was the best thing to do in a situation like this. Your manager has said something you believe to be illegal and racist, right? Yeah. What's the best way to raise it? And everything, nearly 90% of the stuff, suggested you go to HR. Now, I've, I've learned about HR since, but I trusted that, you know? So I wrote this today. I went straight to the HR director at the time that was David Birchall, yeah? Yeah. And I wrote this, right? And this is the very next day. This is actually 10 past one the next day, yep. right? And I wrote, Hi, David. I understand and accept your previous direction to me regarding to whom I should approach initially with any issues I may have. But in this instance, and because of the nature of the issue, I feel that the HR department is the best option for everyone involved. Yesterday, Tuesday, the 27th of April, 2021, I attended refresher training in the Red Cow Depot with six other colleagues under the tutelage of operations manager, Patrick White. During the training and on the subject of the possibility of transdev hard and sword security to cover certain areas of the line, Mr. White made the following statement. I'll tell you one thing, I won't be hard on blacks or Indians. Of course, I personally confronted Mr. White immediately about his remarks and a conversation on the matter followed. I won't include that conversation in this email, but I am available to discuss it further and provide further information on the matter. Please make this matter a priority before Mr. White provides any further training or has any involvement in the selection and hiring process. Thank you, Matthew Cullen. Right? So I sent that. Right. Um, uh, did, did you get a response immediately or...? No, no, no. But what did happen, I was on my shift when I sent it, right? Uh, a couple of hours after I sent that, right, I'm, I'm coming back to the Sandy for Depot with me, with me partner, yeah. yeah? My work partner. Yeah, make sure. <laughs> and, we're, yeah. and we're at the gates and there's another team coming out. And when that other team came out, one of them was a witness as well to what Paddy said in the room, right. yeah, the day before. And he gets a phone call and he goes, oh, look, it's Paddy White, right? And he puts it on speaker. And it's Paddy White. He's like, how are you, kid? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, come here. Do you remember the, the, the training yesterday? Did you think I was racist in that? Someone's after reporting me saying I'm racist. I was racist in that class yesterday. And uh, he says, I, I don't know what to say to you. Like. And he says, all right, now I'm just checking, right? And he, and he, he went around and he rang nearly everyone else in that room except for me. But keep in mind, I'd only I'd only sent it two hours before, and I'd only sent it to the HR director. So he went straight sure. down to Paddy, did he? The HR director should have kept my name private and said one of the people that attended yesterday has raised this issue. Was it said I wasn't right? But <laughs> he probably did though. So, so well, look, uh, we'll we'll go forward. We'll go on here. Like but Paddy knew within two hours to ring around and say he was being reported yeah. for racism, right? And he didn't ring me, which kind of indicates well, he knew it was If me. everybody yeah. stuck up their hands, right? Four of them stuck in their hands, right? Up in the air, right? So they four had his yeah. back, right? They're not going to report him. They didn't have an issue with it. You're the one that stood up in the middle of the classroom. So you just... No, you could reasonably assume that, yeah. right? But, but you can't be ringing people, right? Before any investigation... You shouldn't be ringing anything, happen. anybody. But what I'm no. saying is put two, yeah. two together. It doesn't matter if the HR said, look at No, 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 no. He, he didn't put two and two together because you can't just go, someone's after reporting me, you know? Maybe someone is planning to report me or in case someone report, but someone is after report me with exact words he said, someone's at. And yeah. I said to them then, I've, I've reported him two hours ago. How the fuck? Mm. I says, right, well, at least they're straight on the ball, you know? But I thought they were straight on the Don't ball. Don't that yeah? way to me, anyway. No, because two days later, right, after, after this, right, I get a reply from the HR director, David Birchall. Hi, Matthew. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. I will need to address through the relevant channels, which is back to the correct escalation. 
Me getting involved too early can prejudice issues. Remember, he said that, right? We are lucky that a red cow that the head office is connected to the depot and we know all our senior managers. But what about situations where there is no head office? What do you do? You need to raise with your line manager. There are processes in place to address. If they don't, then they are not doing their job. I will raise with the department lead and get him to assign someone to investigate. They will need to speak with you and other attendees as this will strengthen the case and evidence. Such comments as you have relayed are not acceptable and will be investigated. Thanks again, David Birchall. So he's telling me he's going to give it to Harry to make someone else investigate. So he's giving right, it so to Harry's the line. So I, I, no, he said at the start, no, at the start, he said, I will raise with the department lead, which is yeah, Harry Seymour. Yeah. And get him to assign someone to investigate. Yeah. Like somebody out of so company. Yeah, right? But not Hardy himself. He'll get Hardy to assign yeah. someone. They will need to speak with you, and, and I'm telling you that for a reason, that'll come up. They will need to speak with you and other attendees, as this will strengthen the case and evidence, right? Now, when I got that, I thought, brilliant. That's kind of reassuring, but hold on a minute. Two days ago. Yeah, it was a bit long, isn't it? Paddy White's, Paddy White's ringing around saying, someone's reported me for being saying I was racist, right? How? So I, I said, hold on a minute. If you're saying now, today, Friday, two days later, I will raise. This is where I realized. So you didn't start an investigation two days ago. So why was Paddy ringing around? I had to question that, right? I said, hi, David. Again, I do understand there are appropriate channels for most situations, but through advice, I directed the issue to you. I hope you can understand it's never an easy decision for anyone who decides to take a stand against a colleague in order to do the right thing, less mind against a long-standing member of management. I know and accept that not all my colleagues will agree with my decision to raise this issue, and I will likely lose the respect of some colleagues because of unwritten codes, etc., but I chose what was right over what was best for me. It was suggested to me that as you have only recently arrived at Transdev, you would be the least biased and most trusted member of management to handle it accordingly. I even included as a subject title, private and confidential. Yeah. However, and I'm sure you will understand my concerns being somewhat justified here. On the very day I sent you the above mentioned email regarding Mr. White's statement, only hours later, he had begun to ring around my other colleagues who were also in the room when he made the statement and asked them if he seemed racist in the class and then informed him he was being investigated. This clearly indicates he was made aware of my email on the same day I sent it, and considering the fact that I seemed to be the only attendee on that day that he didn't call, indicates that he is also aware that I was the one who raised the issue. Today, you were informing me that you will, future tense, raise it with the department lead and get him to assign someone to investigate. However, that is not consistent with Mr. White's actions of ringing attendees two days ago, asking if he seemed racist or not, and stating that he was being investigated. In the hopes of a reasonable explanation and to allay my concerns, I must question inconsistencies like this and ask you, did you inform Mr. White two days ago regarding this issue or is the statement you made in your email today that you were to initiate the process correct? And if so, how did Mr. White become aware of my email two days ago within hours of it being received and begin his own form of investigation while compromising any official investigation. Again, highlighting this issue was not an easy thing for me to do and these contradictions are now adding to the pressure of doing it. Please explain above concerns. Thank you much. Calling authorised officer ID A31. Now, just right? before you go on with that, yeah, it's exactly what happened there, you know. 
you raised the flag, and fair play to you for raising it. It's not easy going against management. You know, I know about yeah. I went against uh, management in there, and it didn't come up well for me, you know. So mm. fair play to you for whacking that email out, standing up for this um, the, the situation. Now, all this Dave... I was going to either hurry with this because obviously it was two days he responded to you. You know, what yeah. was he not in work for them two days? Why did he not respond? Because this is urgent. This is a, a urgent matter. Like, this is not something that oh, you fell and bumped your head or, you know, this is yeah. a, this is an like urgent. You know, it's a fucking serious matter. Yeah. You know, and he waited two and days he, he responded to you. So obviously he went to hurry. And then he yeah. obviously told uh, Matthew, you know, his email. He probably even showed him the email. You know, yeah. can you give me any light on the situation? You know, now that, to kind of put it out there, yeah, and it's true. Search security were going on the line for a couple of weeks. You know, I don't know why it was. Maybe the couple of men and they did because they, well. they came. You know, they were coming in, and who was for him to turn around and say, "I won't be fucking hiring blacks or Indians." You know, and for the people who put their hands up. You know, I mean, shame, man. You should have stood up as well. You should have all just walked out of the fucking classroom. But I get, yeah, I get, I, I, them, I, yeah. I get where you're coming from. You know, you're a one man army. Stand yeah. up for what you believe. It doesn't matter. As you email, the thing that you email, uh, written email, you're doing what's right, not what's best for you. You yeah. know, and that's what other people, this is, I know this is probably not going to come out on great for me. I'll probably get all the night shifts and then weekends, but you still have to do the right thing. You know, you've done the right thing. It took him two uh, days to respond to you. That means he's gone to hurry or he's gone to Paddy. So, you know, as you put it in private, he did not respect that. Yeah. Well, he came back 36 minutes later with a reply. Matthew, firstly, the department manager's first knowledge of the incident, which is Harry Seymour, yeah. was at 3 p.m. today when I asked him to investigate, followed by a mail to him at 3.20 with the details. That after I had considered the action needed and replied to you outlining the course of action, well, you're already deviating from that. Furthermore, the IT will show I did not read your mail until the day after it was sent, right? The IT isn't going to show me, Matthew and AO, the fucking, the HR director's records, Eddie. So that's a mm. stupid thing to say. Very stupid. I find it, yeah, I find it incredulous. Now, don't forget, I've just reported a manager, right? I've just, I've just blown the whistle, right? I've just made a protected disclosure of an illegal practice that's going on in your company, right? And you're talking to me like this because yeah. I'm worried now because the man I've reported, is is ringing around the last fucking two days before yeah, you even the, start the, the an investigation, right? So, Dave, I have to say, you look like a fucking idiot, and you're a what? Well, a, a, a manager of the HR. What's he? Yeah. So he's the highest now, I'm, I'm, in the company. I'm gonna put the email on screen anyway. It's on yeah. screen, but the spelling mistakes are fucked. There's a lot of spelling mistakes, and and just listen. First of all, my name has two T's in it, and a lot of fucking idiots in that company could never put two T's in my name for some reason. Right. We'll go on. <laughs> I find it incredulous that you were making out that I gave someone information and bypassed the procedure. I need you to withdraw this unfounded claim immediately. I have no idea why Mr. White made the claims you mentioned. Maybe your challenge struck. Struck. It's meant to say struck. Maybe your challenge struck a chord. You also indicate you had spoken to others about the issue. No, I said I got a voice, which was Google. When deciding how to report it, you may also know that I have yet to meet Mr. White and do not believe we have yet met me and him, whatever that has to do with it. Irrespective, 
Yeah, I know. Irrespective, there are processes which have now been initiated and the department manager will commence an initial investigation into your allegation. Please work with and trust in the process. I've just told you, I can't trust it. Your, your fucking manager's ringing around. Again, by return, please withdraw your claims about my professional conduct as I cannot accept this going unchallenged. Do you, do you think I returned and accepted? No. How, how could you return? Like, the evidence is there, right? You've reported the time is there on your email, right? Time and dates are there, right? Yeah. So time and dates on your email when he responded to you two days later, right? Yeah. But when you forced... Now, that was like he obviously went to Harry or he went to Paddy White, right? Mm. Now, he probably went down and said, Harry, look at what's the story, you know? He showed him the email. I probably even forwarded the email onto Harry. You know, Harry probably didn't have to get off his fucking lazy arse out of the office. He just looked at Dave's email, looked at it and go, shit, and spoke to Paddy. Paddy Roy picked up the phone. You know, we don't know which angle it went. Did Dave go to Paddy or did Dave go to Harry and Harry went to Paddy? But the contacts were there between, between three people. And within the yeah, and then Dave turned around and said, I'm going to wait for a while, you know, to respond to him. So obviously he, this Dave fella was definitely in the same circle as Hardy and Paddy White. Because you wouldn't... Well, he was only new at the time, right? This was my theory, right? And I'm only theorising as well, right? He was only new at the time. He didn't know me, he didn't know Hardy, he didn't know Paddy, right? He got this email. In my opinion, in my opinion, this is what I think happened. He got the email and he rang Harry. Yeah. And Harry started saying, don't mind Matthew, Matthew's this, Matthew's that. Because Harry and Paddy are friends fucking decades and they've worked together yeah. in STT and Transdev for more than... Look, a decade, yeah. yeah? So they're very close, very, very as close. two people can be, mm. yeah? And this is what I was up against. And I started realising now this, this fucking HR director, who was meant to be the safe bet, is turning on yeah, me. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, Rather than understanding where I'm coming from and how serious this well, you're is. You're a HR manager, right? He should have tossed right away, this is not easy for him to go against his managers mm. and to make these allegations. You know, it's not easy. You know, he knew what he was doing. Unless he's that fucking tick. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously, he could have kept that <laughs> private. No, he could have. No, hold on. He could have kept that private. He could have said, no, oh, should have. Yeah, but that's what I'm it, saying. It's like, his duty so to. Regardless, an employee mm. has made a serious allegation against an operations manager. You know? Yeah. You've already said that, you know, you wanted to keep it private. You know, I'm both. Two hours later. And now he's saying, I've actioned Harry Seymour to investigate. So you've actioned his best friend. I thought he was going to, to get somebody in to investigate. That's, That's what, he, what said. he said. And then he changed his mind within the, within 25 minutes, within the time he gave me the reply. My only time is when I actioned, right? First of all, right? He stated at 3 p.m. that he actioned Harry Seymour to investigate. And at 3.20, he mailed Mr. Seymour with the details. However, in the actual email sent by Mr. Burchill to Mr. Seymour, which I have a copy of, at 3.20, he seems to want it to appear as if it was his first time actioning Mr. Seymour to investigate when he states, please see below issue allegation raised by Matthew Cullen. It needs to be followed on and a decision on how to proceed if validated. I would suggest initially you as Paddy's manager speak with Matthew to understand the context, the follow-on discussion mentioned, and to see who else were there, because he fucked up again. So he told me I'm going to get Harry to get someone to investigate. He tells Harry to investigate, right? So when he tells me that, I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? And he's, when you look at that email, right? So he's saying, How, what can I reply there? You know, when, really? when the facts are staring you in the face, you know, and you're back against the wall, you can't, you, you can't get out of it. Like, you know, the, the, the facts are there. 
Yeah, some, somehow that got from him to Paddy White, right? But about a week after that, right, that exchange with Dave Birchall, I got him uh, an email off. Harry Seymour, hi Matthew, I have been notified by HR that you have a concern in relation to alleged inappropriate remarks by Mr. Patrick White. Before I go any further, I didn't raise a concern, I reported an incident, yeah? Yeah. There's a difference, difference there. I didn't go, hey, I'm Matthew. I'm offended. I have a problem with this. I didn't say that. No. I, I read it out a minute ago. I said, I said, your fucking operations manager said this. Please see to it before. Look, I, you don't need me to explain what that means, but Harry Seymour did, yeah. right? Uh, I would like to meet you to discuss this issue with a view to understanding the nature of your complaint. So he's his best mate now investigating. I'm saying to the guy who, who reported it, I need to understand the nature of you. It's fucking racism. It's a racist yeah, practice. So how, like, like, this is, it's yeah. mad at home. So you need it to understand beginning of, It was the beginning of a cover-up and a cover-up I'm going to prove now. Yeah? yeah. And it's going to be proved by the end of this conversation, right? The cover-up. And you're going to see the most ridiculous written outcome by Harry Seymour that you've ever seen of any investigation in your life. It was clearly friend helping friend, right? Making me the enemy. Of course. That's and what they're, they're, not, they're not getting away with it for any longer. So I need to understand the nature of your complaint. Can you be available to meet me tomorrow, Thursday the 6th of May at the Red Cow, 1400 hours? Your cack, Alan Fenlon, is aware of the necessity for you to travel across the Red Cow for this meeting. Can you please confirm your availability? Now that email concerned me Bertil had said, I'll, ra I'll, ra I'll uh, raise with the department head and get him to assign someone, which he's had to get Harry to do it himself, Yeah, so right? Harry's doing it. Now I was being addressed as the complainant, right? Where Mr. Virgil stated, such comments as you, you, you relate are not acceptable and will be investigated. I'm a witness to him. But now the best friend is investigating, I'm the complainant, yeah? yeah. I knew what was happening. Look, this shouldn't have happened. No. They shouldn't have handed it to Harry. To now I thought, if you're going to hand it to Harry, Harry's going to hand it to one of the cacks, right? Who at that time hadn't really worked with Paddy. He was only over from STT by then. They didn't really have that relationship. In fact, most of them hated him. Yeah, but they're all right? two-faced so, there, you know. I'll he, him, yeah, boy. but he didn't, at, at the start though, but he didn't pass it. Harry took it on himself and he tells me why later. So again, it became clear to me then that the attitude had changed towards me. Yeah, it was it was pretty obvious. And from the time I sent Bertil the email, he was like, uh, yeah, thanks for bringing it to our attention. will be investigated. You will be inve uh, questioned along with the other witnesses if necessary. Not that you'll be turned into a complainant. And So anyway, uh, I replied to Harry. Hi, Harry. Yes, I can be available tomorrow at two o'clock. Then I got worried and I contacted my shop steward, which was Alan McCrone at the time. Uh, that will come back to bite me on the ass as well. And we'll, we'll go through that too. So I felt, I did, I felt uneasy. So far to me is that you're the victim here. In their eyes. No, no, yeah, well, I'm the complaining. Yeah, yeah I'm the one you that, know, man, I'm the, if I don't have a problem, there's no problem. That's yeah, the so if they turn around and saying, look, I'm at you. We can make this go away, forget about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how they try to make it go. We'll show you that. Anyway, I then replied, um, I, I asked McCrone, could he come to the meeting? He said, yeah, right? Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, so yeah, I wrote gosh, back. I'll be available for you. Yeah. Hi, Hardy. Is it possible that I could be accompanied by my union representative, Alan McCrone, at tomorrow's meeting? If so, he has already confirmed his availability for same time and location as arranged, right? Harry Seymour, hi Matthew, I don't have an issue with that, but it's not really necessary as you are the complainant and I wanted to get a full understanding in that regard. But as stated, if you want him to attend, that's okay. Hold on, just say yes. Don't try yeah, and well, say, do you know what? it's not really necessary. It is necessary. But anyway, 
don't try and talk me out of it. I say it's not necessary. Just say, yeah, that's not a problem. Because <laughs> yeah, no if it's not a problem, it's not a yeah. problem. But anyway, that made me go, 100% I'm going to record that meeting. Right. 100% now I'm going to record that meeting because this is where I started recording everything because I said, this is bogey now. This is his best friend. And I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt. I have no choice in the matter. I'll go in. I'll, I'll give my account of what happened and I'll be out in fucking 10 minutes, yeah? And then you can ask the other witnesses. But that is not what happened. Anyway, I replied to him, Hi, Hardy, that's understandable. Yes, I would prefer to have him present in order to help you have a better understanding in advance of our meeting tomorrow and to provide you with a clearer view of the nature of the issue, I have included the following par paragraphs from Irish legislation which relate to Mr. White's statement made during training. So I just put in Equal Status Act 2000 about discrimination where it says that it's basically showing you what, what Paddy said, his practices, his practice is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I put that in, you want to know the nature of the complaint? Well, here's the nature of what happened. Yeah. Something illegal just happened in a room. Right. And I also included in that the legislation where it says, if anyone covers up for that behavior, they're also breaking the law. Right. Now put all that in. And I wrote, as you are aware, I highlighted the following statement made by Mr. White in regards to a selection process when hiring security officers and in particular sword security who mr white stated he would be responsible for selecting and training in the near future stated by mr white i'll tell you one thing i won't be hiring blacks or indians to my understanding mr white's selection and hiring practice is illegal it immediately felt wrong and extremely unfair towards entire races of people also upon questioning his reasoning and informing him that it was an illegal practice he said i know it is and then proceeded to attempt to justify it with claiming that he was protecting you guys because they will immediately have targets on their backs as a result of racist attacks on them because of their skin color in summary the nature and i don't the nature of the complaint is that of racial discrimination i.e the discrimination of an individual or individuals based on the color of their skin in this case mr white made a direct admission of such discrimination to myself and six of my colleagues and as a result i highlighted the occurrence in the hopes that the adequate procedures will be taken in order to prevent any further instances of racial discrimination of this type taking place in transdev i hope this affords you the clarity needed as to the nature of the issue i highlighted and provides a greater flow to tomorrow's meet right i sent that because i wanted it to be 100 percent. i am not a complainant i am a witness to an illegal act that happened in your company all i know is your operations manager stood up and said this is his practice. It's not his opinion. I wouldn't have reported his opinion. No. But I reported his practice. And it's been going, like, as I said, like, yeah, it just shows you how true his practice is because for a decade, yeah. it's been true. You look at, you ask even the public, right? We'll do it now. Like, if, when we put this out, comment on the knee if you want to, you know? How many times have you taken the news? Some people use it on a Monday to Friday on a regular basis. For a decade, not now, because since this complaint has gone in, yeah. they've opened the door. But for the decade, while STT, not trans, there wasn't level security, while they were um, operating underneath STT, have you seen anybody walking in security with a different colour shade of skin? And I can't yeah, tell you, no. hell no. And three months after I reported, three to four months later, uh, security on the Lewis had their first ever Indian security and a Mauritian first ever, right? 
they hired them all of a sudden they're, they're applying now you know I think but because the, after yeah, the park. it's down in the woodwork now they're going to have to and they knew it was going forward yeah. they have to say well we're going to have to start departing to make Matthew look like he's yeah. he's talking shy because and now they can't retrospectively <coughs> change it it's, it's in the annals of history now you didn't have black people or Indian people working in your department for more than a decade and now this man Paddy White stood up and said why because I don't want to hurt yeah. him I will not hurt him and sword security should look into this and anyone that that went from sword security or, or tried to get onto the Lewis from sword security and didn't and that's yeah, Indian because, back you know, you know why yeah, now the proof is in the fact that after it was reported and after I made no bones about that this has to be sorted three months later they start hurting them in yeah. other words we start accepting them now not not that they were never applying or no. it's just they started accepting they started them. accepting them because they know what's the outcome yeah, so we're going to go into the meeting now, the next day. The, the, this meeting is the bogeyest fucking meeting I've ever had a ha, had a part in. So it's between me and Harry Seymour, who's now investigating his best friend in war. Yeah, for, and, and they've been friends, I think, I heard they've been friends even before FCT. I heard they were in the IDF yeah. together and all in the 80s and 90s, so... So they've been, it, it, it's been friends well before. But just give it a, yeah, we'll give, we give it a decade anyway, because we know for a fact that it's a decade, you know, yeah. so they're being best mates. Yeah. And in all that time, they had this practice going on. Well, Paddy did, but don't try and put, in my opinion, Harry knew. Mm. But anyway, that's my opinion. Definitely, okay. uh, yeah, well, look at you. To, uh, to, uh, I have no proof of that. But what I'll do is, with this meeting, right, and I recorded it, and I have the recording, and if anyone wants to deny fucking anything, yeah. Harry Seymour wants to deny anything that's about to be said, go for mm. it, because I'll prove you wrong. Guts Over Fear podcast. No ads, no subscription fees. And no filter. Available on all major podcast platforms now. Follow on Twitter at Guts Over Fear IE.